to another edition of the F3 Gateway Podcast, where we talk about the happenings and the hymns in the F3 St. Louis Super Region. My name is Brick, and joined by my partner in crime, I believe we call him a frenemy, you know him in the gloom, as Kramer. Kramer, how's it going today, my friend? Not too bad, Brick. Happy to be back on. Happy to be trying to get a little bit more word out there to the packs of the St. Charles, St. Louis, Jeffco, giant super region we have out here. And looking forward to a good conversation that we're going to be having today. We'll get to that conversation here in just a second. What I want to know is, again, second year in a row, you completed all 24 hours of the 24-hour weekend. And then you did the Tough Mudder the weekend after. We all know you're a machine at this point. My question is, is when do you go out of warranty? Like, when are we going to get to the point where we're not going to be able to fix you? Because, my friend, kudos to you. Two big events, back-to-back weekends. How's your body holding up right now? Well, I mean, as you guys say, I am a machine, in fact. And so I just replace the parts so they start to expire. And I, I got a limited <laughs> mile warranty here. So I, I think I'll be good to go for a number of years. Yeah, obviously not made by the Ford Corporation, that's for sure. Maybe you're a Toyota <laughs> or a Honda. Um, so, so before we bring our guests on, and by the way, I am super, super excited uh, about the guests that we have here. Uh, major uh, mover and shaker in our region. Excellent story. One of your uh, brothers in pain on the 24-hour. But can you kind of just give us a real quick flyby, 60 to 90 seconds, how did the 24-hour beatdown in St. Charles go? The 24-hour beatdown was absolutely amazing in St. Charles. We had 10 individual packs complete all 24 hours, which far exceeded my personal expectations. I was hoping to say we were going to get lucky if we matched what St. Louis did last year, and we surpassed that. We had multiple packs come in and complete anywhere from – three to 15 i believe outside of the 10 that completed all 24 we had an amazing list of accelerating hymns that created a whole gamut of creative and unique beatdowns for us to be able to run through through the entirety of this event it was absolutely phenomenal and i cannot wait to see the continued acceleration of all the packs that participated and we're able to see what that kind of event can do and for our region some statistics on the 24-hour beatdown in St. Charles. We're 24 total beatdowns, so we did it all day. 501 total posts, average of 20.9 packs per beatdown. The lowest count was 14. The maximum count for one was 32. There were 81 unique packs, seven, count them, seven FNGs, 14 2.0s, which... I know you love the 2.0 beatdown, especially when those kids get real creative with their beatdowns halfway through your 24-hour. Packs completing at least two, 57. Packs completing at least six, 22. And I am very honored to say that I am joined by two of the 10 that did all 24. And at this time, would love to bring in our guest here on the F3 Gateway podcast for this week. Steve Coskella, you know him in the gloom as Soap. Soap, welcome to the F3 Gateway Podcast, my friend. Have you healed up from this 24-hour extravaganza? 
I have healed. Um, excited to be here with you guys. Uh, it's amazing that I'm in the same uh, shine of light as the two of you. Uh, but I am, I am healed uh, for the most part. Sleep is still a little bit of a struggle, but uh, have gotten the muscles back in my legs to where they are not complete gelatin and have been able to get back out in the gloom with my brothers at Braveheart. So um, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate you making the time. Wanted to get to your EH story because really, you know, part of what we want to do is we want to get to know more about you. The site Q at Braveheart, one of the 24 hour finishers, but let's start kind of at the beginning. What was your EH story? So my EH story started a long time ago, uh, over a year ago, DD, uh, we hunt with the same group of guys. We do a deer camp every year. Uh, and I've always been the biggest guy there, always been interested in, in people's fitness routines. Uh, and I'd noticed some changes with, uh, DD. He seemed more muscular, you know, he was always kind of the brunt, uh, for the most part. Uh, and at this point he, put on some muscle and was like, man, this, this guy, he's, he's getting stacked up. What is he doing? Uh, and he told me about this F3 group and this is before the St. Charles had even launched. Uh, and he, you know, he was kind of telling me, I do this group called F3. You should check it out. And I just didn't really think that it was a fit for me. I didn't know if I was fit enough. I was, you know, kind of worried about it. Uh, just didn't know if I, if it was going to be the right fit for me at that time. So Several months went by, the St. Charles region started, Braveheart is basically in my backyard. I went to a event with the, a few of the city officials, and our brother Cyclone is part of the F3 Braveheart, part of F3 St. Charles, and uh, he uh, was telling me about how he does F3, and that they were having a meeting on, on, or they were having a beat down on, on this uh, coming up Tuesday. This was on a Saturday night over some drinks. He was explaining it to me for about five minutes. And I said, I'm in, I'll be there on Tuesday, not expecting, you know, what I was getting myself into wasn't sure, but thought now is the time. If I'm going to make a change, this seems like a good place to start. I know two guys that are doing it. that are both very, uh, influential, very powerful men. And being in the likings of those two, I thought this is the kind of group I need to join. So that that's always a nice little thing to be able to hear is the uh, the story of how guys get out into the gloom with us. And yes, indeed, the tiny little DD and old man Cyclone are definitely <laughs> two, two great hymns to be able to, to be able to bring that EH game on to a man. But something that you sort of you touched on, as you said, you were always a bit uh, one of the one of the bigger guys out in your group. And while it's no doubt that you are quite a, a vast individual and in a lot of ways, but what exactly have you seen in terms of how that sort of transitioned in your time here in F3 and some of that story that you have for yourself? Uh, my transition really starts uh, back in 2020. In June, I just completely hit rock bottom or the absolute opposite. I was at my absolute highest weight um, as far as physical goes. I uh, was at 417 pounds, just fat, uh, not in any kind of good shape. Uh, did the weight loss surgery uh, and, and had great results with that for you know six months or a year. 
Uh, and then things started to plateau. I knew I needed to get some kind of an exercise routine going. And that's when I started with uh, doing exercising on my own. Uh, didn't have anybody to hold me accountable, would skip, didn't want to get up and do it because I didn't have that group, that fellowship to push me and keep me going. Uh, and that's where F3 came in. And after after starting last October, I've been able to shave off about another 30 pounds uh, down to 273 now. Um, put on almost 20 pounds of muscle and have dropped about 16% body fat since taking on F3, uh, last October. Holy mackerel. That is absolutely phenomenal. That is the kind of thing that, again, we love to hear those sorts of success stories out of our men out here. Yeah. And I mean, I've got physicians and, uh, my chiropractor, uh, people that are just like, these numbers are insane. How is this? You know, it's, it's almost like it's impossible, but I'm telling you with, with the group of guys, we have the push, they give you the support, being able to lean on them for support. Uh, just the, the mumble chatter talking about nutrition, the things that we do as a whole have completely transformed the way I live my life. And the, the goals that I set for myself are much higher than I could have ever imagined just because I have that support of my F3 brothers. Taking a chance to get to know soap a little bit more here on the F3 gateway podcast and talking about uh, transformation, your own personal transformation, as well as what the accountability of the group does. Um, You recently, along with Kramer, were one of the 10 that completed all 24 hours of the 24 hour beatdown. Can you describe how the packs kept you going and what, and and kind of take us through your mental and physical journey during those 24 hours and what the packs meant to you and how they helped you get through to the finish line on that? Sure. So every single emotion that I think a human being can uh, um, have happens during that 24 hours, you're happy you're sad, you're angry, God, you get angry. Uh, they're just so a flood of different emotions all at different times. It seems like the majority of us were going through those emotions about the same time during our 10 to 15 minute breaks. We would, we would talk, we would, you know, just encourage each other, foam rolling muscles, taking advice from other guys, eat this, try this, drink that. Um, And then, you know, just the constant, you can do this, you've got this, that wasn't so bad, was it? You know, just the the constant reminder that we're all here together, we're all struggling. And, you know, there was a few times during the beatdowns, and there were not any slouches of a beatdown that I can really remember throughout the entire thing. Um, But you would look over at the guys that have been there with you you know, 12, 14 hours and you would just see it in their face and then you would catch their eye, you know, you'd make eye contact and you just knew right then and there, we've got this, I'm doing it for you. You're doing it for me. Let's just keep going. Get just one more boy band. And that was the mantra I lived by after about hour seven. I was like, I just got to get one more boy band, one more boy band every single time. And that really helped push through by hour 10, 
guys were coming to me and they were yelling, Hey, Steve, I'm sorry. Hey, so one more boy band, you know? So it was, um, it was just that push, that fellowship, that, that being there for each other and knowing that it doesn't only suck for me, it sucks for all these guys. And we're doing this to make ourselves better and we're going to do it together. Amen. Either that. So sort of building off of uh, some of these aspects real quick for me. So do you remember what you came up to me uh, a couple days before the 24 hour beat down at work? You remember coming up to me and saying, Hey, this is what I want your job for me to do. So me Kramer to do for you. soap for the 24 hour yes. beat down, you remember what you said to me? Yeah. I, I asked you to watch me. If you see me wincing in pain or grabbing my ankle or, um, uh, showing signs of probable injury to tell me because I'm going to push myself through it and I'm not going to let myself stop. I need you to let me know, Hey, you might want to address that because it seems like it might be bad. I do remember that clearly. Yeah. So you definitely had points of struggle as did every single other one of us who was doing that kind of level of output. And another thing that you had said as to partly why you wanted to make sure that I made sure you didn't get horribly hurt and not be able to recover is you were afraid that if you get hurt and then you can't come back out into the gloom for a few days, you had the fear that you were going to completely drop off because you had a a sedentary personality and you were afraid that you were just going to be having a real hard time being able to come back onto the horse. And so first off you didn't, it took you a couple of days to get her <laughs> back out of the gloom. Right. But secondly, with that, what I told you right after that is like, okay, yes. yeah, let's say you get hurt by mm-hmm. some, some freak accident, your own ankle, whatever the case may be, which thankfully didn't happen. You weren't going to be able to just sit back and become that sedentary man one more time. Do you remember why I told you that was going to be the case? Yes, I uh, clearly remember it and it has stuck with me well. Um, I did not have guys like you, guys like Didi, guys like Daisy and Mulch, those guys that you would not allow me to sit at home on the couch, injured or not. You know, my fear was I get injured, it takes me months to recover. I lose that acceleration. Uh, you uh, firmly reminded me with almost a, a, a shove of, do you really think we would let that happen? Do you really think we would let you fall off? And I was like, you know what? That's what I love about this. Absolutely not. They're not going to let me fall off. And that, you know, that's the push that, that I need all the time. And that's what I get here. Speaking with Soap here on the F3 Gateway podcast, you guys are talking awful lot about the accountability and the true magic that happens, honestly, when guys get together and, and, and do this together. And speaking of guys doing this together, you have a very special crew of guys out at Braveheart. And that's where you became the site cube a little bit earlier on this spring. Um, what, and, and Kramer chime in on this as well too, but the, there's a special vibe when you go to Braveheart. You can tell all those guys are really tight. Um, 
kind of describe the culture that you and Didi and the other guys have built at Braveheart and what you think makes it so special and unique. So, Sure. So uh, we have a really strong uh, PLC at Braveheart. The second F part of, of F3 is built pretty tight at, uh, at Braveheart. We uh, all attend the parking lot cafeteria. We all talk. Um, we, I mean, we talk outside of beatdowns through text, through calls, through whatever means of communication. Uh, but we, we've really grown to uh, um, take on that fellowship, I think, mainly through, through our fitness together, um, through pushing each other. You know, um, it's, it's just organic there. It, the, the fellowship is amazing. Yeah, one of the things I definitely noticed that allowed that much more growth and acceleration of your guys' tight knitness and your your fellowship, your second F, very much transpired during MABA when guys like you and Didi put together what uh, eventually became known as the MMCR, the MABA yes. Mumble Chatter Ruck. And that was one of the things that definitely really accelerated that AO, really accelerated you personally to really invest into the men that you stood shoulder to shoulder with in the cold, busting out burpees with rucks coming on and off for, for this kind of work. And it really solidified the type of culture and the type of accountability and the type of camaraderie that, in particular, Braveheart is very much known for out here in our region. Absolutely. And, you know, that, that MMCR uh, really played a, a pivotal role in me taking over as site Q at Braveheart. Um, you know, it was a, it was a time for, for me to show leadership, to really accelerate, to take something and run with it. Uh, and our, my previous site Q at Braveheart DD, who is, I mean, a, an exceptional leader uh, was able to realize that, that um, I was willing to take the opportunity to lead and run with it, uh, that, I, that I was ready. And, you know, a, an important part of leadership is preparing your replacement, uh, preparing your, your, next, your next leader to take your place. And, you know, he did a great job at that. We did a lot of, a lot of chatting about it during these uh, Mava Mumble Chatter rucks, especially when it was just him and I, you know, we would meet his neighborhood or my neighborhood walk and talk about these things, um, you know, kind of hone both of our leadership skills. And that's where we ultimately got into the conversation of, of the leadership of Braveheart transferring to me uh, when the time was right. It was a accelerating guy being myself and a leader that realized that, um, you know, the best part of leadership is giving that opportunity to someone else, uh, especially, you know, one that's that's trying really hard and, and really wants to succeed and, and lead the other men. I a million times over and, and, and so we could continue this conversation on around pushing yourself to do hard things, servant leadership the whole nine yards for forever and ever and ever. But we like to keep these uh, we like to keep these concise and we like to keep these podcasts structured in such a way that we want the hymns to come back for more um sure. so real quick anyways what are you excited about 
going forward to here in the spring and the summer months, not only for yourself, but also for your, for your site out there at Great Park? Absolutely. So I am most excited uh, to share my story with sad clowns that are coming out for their first beat down, explain to them how impactful this group can be, and then really being able to see that transformation in other men's lives, making them better leaders in their community, better fathers for their children, better husbands for their wives. Uh, that's what excites me most is being able to have the same impact that this group has had on me for me to have on new guys stepping out for the first time and getting uncomfortable, getting vulnerable with other guys and us being able to help them and, you know, pave that 43 feet for these new guys. And that's what's got me most excited. That is absolutely phenomenal. So many of us have felt that exact same excitement and that exact same love, both being brought our way and being, uh, being given on out. So, so we are very, very grateful to have you out here in our region, accelerating with our packs and taking on leadership roles over at Bray Park, just as a general hymn of hymns out here in our region. So big shouts, big T claps and big thanks to you for all of that. Talking a little bit more, talking a little bit more on just some of the upcoming things that we have in St. Charles or things that have happened in St. Charles. Let us just take a quick moment here to, to go over a, a super quick thing that I'm sure he is going to bemoan me mentioning. But since the last time we had recorded a podcast, Brick had been uh, newly appointed Nantan of F3 St. Charles. So couldn't go through this entire podcast without very at least mentioning the fact that that man has accelerated himself right up to the top as much as he didn't anticipate this being the case to begin with. So again, T claps made mad props and very excited for the, the continued future with brick at our helm. So just wanted to make sure that, that didn't go unnoticed. There is uh, not a better man to step into that position. And I am super excited for the next year or however long brick is going to be driving this ship. I'm super excited for it. Thank you, brick. Well, thank you, Soap and, and Kramer. That's probably the nicest things you've ever said about me. So thank you as well. Um, we need to get on out of here. Um, coming up here in the St. Charles region, be on the lookout for several new things. Uh, coming our way, some big news. Uh, we'll probably be afoot here in the coming weeks. Uh, be sure to start marking your calendars. Uh, we're probably going to target, uh, and I'm telling Kramer this now, but probably June 18th which will be a Saturday for our one year anniversary as a region. And it was around this time last year that we and Washmo were launched from the greater St. Louis region. And you know what, Kramer, they split twice since then. And so we're going to get together and have a big celebration, a big honking party. There'll be a huge PLC, by the way, for all of this to celebrate one year of this region accelerating, one year of this region changing men's lives, one year of doing a ton of burpees and then talking about it in the parking lot afterwards. So be sure to mark your calendars for that if you're in the listening audience of this. It doesn't matter where you are. Come on out and hang out with us. 
Come on out and do some stupid stuff with Kramer. Come on out and talk to the man himself. So come on out and do some OCRs just for slow pitch. We invite you. That is our big invitation. So that is coming up. There'll be some other second, third F opportunities in the region. Um, but, but seriously, gentlemen, Kramer. So uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you both very much for being a part of this. And uh, my gosh, I, I feel like we could have gone on all night, but uh, just seriously, thank you both again very much for, uh, for a wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Brick. Thank you. So as always, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. All right. You've been listening to the F3 Gateway podcast. His name is Kramer. His name is Soap. My name is Brick. And we've got to go.